this now. It wasn't long after that Balaam said to Balak, send your young women out there and get involved with their young men and your young men involved with their young women and it won't be long that you'll be able to lead them off into idolatry through an adulterous lifestyle and you can take them out there and mix and mingle with them until you water them down. And they did that. God sent a plague among his people and thousands of them died. And the only way that that plague could be stopped, one of the Levites leading priest came bringing him a Moabite woman into his tent and one of the others saw that and run and killed both of them. You say, man, that's ugly. But listen, Israel got out from under the blessing of God and anytime you get out from under the blessing of God, a whole bunch of junk can take place. But God's blessing is for us. When David was wanting to build a temple, he had become king and in 2 Samuel, he had prayed and in that prayer, he was, he was talking to God about God's blessing. And he said this. He said, God, in, in verse 29, I'm, and this is from the New Living Translation. And he said, Now may it please you to bless the house of your servant, so that it may continue forever before you, for you have spoken. Listen. And when you grant a blessing to your servant, O sovereign Lord, it is an eternal blessing. Get a hold of that. His blessings are eternal. And it's, and it's my place. And, and God's not going to just come and say, you blessed whether you want to be blessed or not. I, you can't help it. You're going to be blessed. Folks, our, our job, if you want to call it that, and what you and I need to learn to do is to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God so that we can continue to understand the blessings of God upon us. You say, you're talking about a life full of prosperity. I'm talking about a life full of God. My God is able to deliver, to bless, to help, to take me. Everything I need. There's, there's a song I want the praise team to learn. And, it, and it's, you may have heard it. It said there's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. Everything I need, you got. Because there's honey in the rock. God's blessings are upon us. Amen? God's good, isn't He? Well, give the Lord a hand clap as Pastor comes. Good to go. Hey, I hear it now. That's better. He's learning. He's doing better. Cody's trying to teach him, but uh, he's sitting over here now. <laughs> so he just handed it off. He's like, here you go. But no, Cole's doing good. And Clay, thank you all for what y'all do. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's good to see y'all this morning. Glad y'all are here. Um, I know I'm sure people out on vacation doing this, that, and the other, but it's summertime, so that's what people do, ain't it? They go on vacation. I hope to go on vacation in October for a few days is my plan. Me and Gabby like to see the leaves changing different places, so that's what we're going to do. I have no desire to sit on a hot beach. I've done it plenty in the middle of July, and I do not consider that fun. I just never have. 
Never have. But that's, that's me and everybody's got their own thing. Um, so as uh, Daddy was talking about earlier, our REACH Day that we're going to be involved with next, next Sunday, um, we can sign up. You can sign up and volunteer, and they ask that we help with the children's area, and there's other areas to help with. Um, but And you're more than welcome to help in those areas. It's fine. But um, if you don't have to come up there just to help, if you want to just join the church service that morning, then that's perfectly all right, too. Nobody's going to hold that against you. So they're, they're scheduled for next Sunday, and we'll be talking about this more. Let me get back to um, what the guy sent me. So we're going to be up there between 8 and 8.30 to start setting up and preparing for, for whatever we're doing after the church service and for the church service because they, they can't get in there till 8. And then at 9 a.m., their band's going to run through some music. Um, at 10, they'll have a huddle for the teams and prayer and then 10.30 the service. So service starts at 10.30 at the main gym at the Hartsville Civic Center. So if y'all want to come over here for the service, we'll be there for a little while. Then after that, then we'll break up into the different activities they'll have going on. So if you want, y'all can participate in the activities. If your children want face painting or you want a family portrait, then you and your family come and get a family portrait made. Or if you know people that, hey, they can't really afford to have a family portrait, it's been a while, tell them. Bring them up there. This is all free. There's nothing we're charging for. Nobody's charging for anything. And so we just want to help in serving communities and help in serving others. That's what we're going to do, help in reaching others. So, so y'all, um, and I handed out sheets last week. If there's any that would like one to know where to sign up or, or tell me and I can sign you up, it's no big deal. They just, they ask for people to sign up so they kind of know how many they got. So there ain't 200 people showing up there extra on Sunday morning, which would be great. And they're like, well, I, didn't, I didn't know as many was coming. I didn't know what to do. So, so I understand. They just like to be prepared. So we've got that going on and excited about that, excited about serving. But also another thing that's coming up in a month from now that, you know, is, it's already end of July almost. So you know, our anniversary service is in August. So this year um, we're, we're doing it. We normally do it on that last Sunday in August. Um, but this year we're doing it the third Sunday in August. So that will be the 21st. Um, there'll be a 35th anniversary here at the church, and we're doing it that way. And y'all heard me talk about it a while back. If you were here, then Living Faith Quartet's going to be here that day, and they had another thing booked for that last Sunday. But anyway, so they're going to be here that Sunday. And what we're, what our thought is that day, and church that morning, they'll sing a little bit, have some preaching, um, time of food, we'll bring a bunch of food like we normally do, and then come back at two to where people can, other churches can come and, and hear Living Faith, because there's a lot of people around here that like Living Faith, they do a really good job, and, and so we want, we want to open it up to others also, and then we'll have a time of them singing, and then, then we'll go home that day, that'll be a long day, we've done it plenty like that here before, and it's one day, and we can handle it, ain't no big deal, um, we'll just have a, have a good time in celebrating 35 years of God putting Victor Fellowship in Faultful, Alabama. And the growth, you see the growth over the past year. People, number-wise and in people's lives, you look around, what ain't this morning? Well, you know, you hadn't been here much because there's been a lot of new faces here, a lot of people. I know I've been handing out the uh, family sheets, information sheets, and I think we've got, 
think over the past two or three weeks, I've got eight different ones, eight new ones. So that's awesome. I mean, I love it. Love it that, that people's willing to come and say, hey, I'm part, I want to be a part of Victory Fellowship. I want to be a part of what's going on. And so everybody else is joining in and do the same thing. But uh, I think that's all the announcements we're going to talk about. So let's uh, receive our offering. Man, yeah. Amen. So this, what we do on Sunday mornings is nobody's forcing you to give money. Nobody, we're not up here preaching and having handouts for money. We don't look. I, I do not look at people for money. I promise. I look for God for for His blessings and and God bless financially here on earth because God has all the money in the world, all the money there ever was. So He is He's instructed us not to look at people. As money, well, you're not you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you're not giving. That's between you and God. That's not between me, you and God. I promise. I'm never going to ask, hey, you're not doing this, this, or this, and you need to, I, you know, I'm, especially when it comes to the area of, of giving. You're, and we could preach on it, and I know it has been, and I'm not going to say it won't ever get preached on, but I'm not up here preaching for money. I promise. We'll just leave it at that for right now. Um, so, I don't know of any special prayer requests this morning. I think Miss Jeannie's going to see the doctor this week. Okay, I thought you were going again, but you're going to have more surgery, right? Yeah. She's got to have a little more surgery on her hand, so we want to be remembering her. Um, well, all right, well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just love you and we praise you and we, we thank you for this day and this time together. For... for um, just allowing us to be here to worship and praise Your name, hearing Your Word already, and, and giving ourselves back to You what you, we, we can never repay, never, You never ask us to, but what You've done for us. And God, we just thank You that, that we, we can have this time together and, and worship and praise and honor in You. I pray for Miss Jeannie, God, as she goes and they're scheduling that surgery on her finger, that everything goes good, no problems or complications whatsoever. And the same with the son Jamie's back, that he just continue to heal. And, and Father, it, everything just flows and goes as it should. We thank you for it. God, we ask you to be with this time as time of words that comes forth. God, as you open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts to receive. And, and Father, that we listen intently, that, that we're not just here just for another day, but Father, Your Word comes forth and we'll receive what You have for us. We ask You to bless these tithes and offerings this morning as we give them to You. And God, go out for Your work and Your glory. And we just love You and we praise You in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Children can go to children's church this morning. Man. The rest of you, we can turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. We're in our eighth part this week on the book of 1 John. And I'm sure we'll be here for a couple more weeks at least. I was reading and I was like, well, we're going to get done. There's, I could skip through and run through 4 and 5, but that wouldn't do anybody any good. That ain't what God told me to do, so that's not what I'm going to do. 
And, and so, because, and it seems like, and we've talked about it each week in these chapters, that John's going over the same thing. Sin in our life, loving God, loving others. Spirits around us. You know, the things going on around us. Antichrist, he mentions this in the first of John chapter, 1 John chapter 4. He mentions again about the Antichrist. And, and so, it seems like just the, the same old, same old each chapter. And, you know, as I'm reading it, I'm like, well, God, it's just the same thing. And he said, my word never changes. And we need to hear it. Because I know there's people, we're going to read in a minute about these spirits. And how we need to test the spirits. And there's people walking around and people in church and people not here today because they're listening to the wrong spirits. Because they're, they're not listening to the one true Holy Spirit lead, guide, and direct their life. And so that's not here just Victory Fellowship. That's at every church. That goes on in every church. And, and so we've got to guard ourselves. And so, you know, in, first, in verse 1, we'll read 1 through 3 of 1 John chapter 4. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that is Jesus Christ has come in the flesh of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh of God. Hey, Cole, I'm going to swap to a different mic because this one is going out. So just...
these people. And there's people in the church that do. They think it's just fun, you know, that they read their daily horoscope. It's not telling you anything of the Word of God. I mean, there's there's nobody, if, if and I pray there's nobody in here that's going out talking to people that want to talk to the dead. I pray that that's not going on. Because all that is demonic. All of that's demonic. I don't know of any of these people that you see that do these things or, or the horoscopes or anything mention the name of Jesus in anything they do. Because the only spirit that can fully tell us things to come is what it says here is the spirit of truth. That would be the Holy Spirit. So if you're listening to anything besides that, then you're listening to the wrong spirit. So don't get into those things, even though, oh, they're just cute. You know, I know people, there's people in Faultful that consider themselves a witch. They're a good witch. That's what they told me. And y'all would know them too if I said their name. But, yeah, they're over there. I mean, kids go over to school. Witchcraft. They're just the good witches. No, there's nothing good about witchcraft. Witchcraft of any sort is of the devil. And, you know, I know it's cute to watch a Disney show, and you can we can debate that back and forth. But when you get into it and you call yourself a witch, there's something attached to you that's not the Holy Spirit of God. You're not professing Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life and dabbling in witchcraft, any of it. So, so don't, don't get into those things whatsoever. Discern the spirits. Know what we're listening to. Know what's going on. Everything working good, Cody? Now? All right. I just got a text message from my wife that said, sound is not working. Well, it'll be back. Things happen. you got to love technology. That's for sure. So turn back over to 1 John. And go to and verse 4, chapter 4. I've read this verse for years. Quoted it. Know it by heart. And, you know, we read verses. You ever read verses? You're like, man, that's good. But we don't read what is before it or after it so we can get the whole context of that verse. I mean, it sounds good. And this verse is great. But... You know, as many times as I've read it, I don't know how many times I've read verses 1 through 3 that talks about the Spirit. I use this verse in context of, you know, I'm going to overcome everything in my life because greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. And that's true. But in the context John was talking about, he was talking about those spirits and discerning those spirits. Because we have the Spirit living inside of us, the one true living God, His Spirit living inside of us. He said, you are of God, little children. You have overcome them. Who's them? Those are those spirits, those antichrist things, those things in our life that that want to attach themselves to us that he just talked about in these other verses. And he says, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So he, Jesus on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit working inside of us and through us, he is greater than he that is in the world. So any spirit in the world... Anything that wants to come around and all these thoughts that we talked about, all these things that we've talked about, He's greater. We're over, we, we are overcomers because of what He is on inside of us. Our problem is, and I said it a while ago, we heard it last week, we don't speak the name that is above all names. To make ourselves realize that we are overcomers. We can overcome those things. We can do what what He told us we can do, because overcome means simply to defeat, to defeat. Or succeed in controlling or dealing with something. So every day, I have to wake up and tell myself, 
you can overcome this thing. If you're dealing with any type of addiction in your life, and, you know, you go to it on your own, because I have. I've dealt with addiction. And to do get over those things, you can't do it without this. I mean, people do. You can get, you know, help from doctors and different things like that, and I understand. But my, this is Mark Carroll's personal experience. When I tried to do it on my own, it didn't work. When I said, all right, I'm quitting that, and then I put it up for two or three months and then started again, then I was doing it on my own. But when I finally said, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to be addicted to those things anymore, What was it still easy every day? And I'm talking about when I was addicted to tobacco. I've never been on drugs or addicted to alcohol or anything. And tobacco was my biggest addiction in life, I promise. And And so... This, when I, when I put those things up, did it get easier the next day? Well, not physically. I still wanted that in my life. Physically, no. Just like when we get saved, Jesus is in our life, but our life, you're like, well, where's the change? Why ain't things changing around me? Why ain't these people doing better, or this better, or my relationship with this person better, whatever? God didn't change them, He changed you. So you've got to change. You've got to wake up every day and say, no, I'm not going to let what they're doing bother me because greater is he that's in me than that spirit that's in the world. Greater is the spirit that's in me than he that's in the world. So we, we defeat, we're defeating those things every day. And it's a constant battle. It's a constant thing in our life. We're defeating. And, and Satan is the defeated foe. But that doesn't mean he's not coming back all the time. And bringing those spirits all the time and those thoughts all the time to try to latch on to something in our life to where he can just wiggle his way in and then try to spread out. But then we rise up again and say, no greater is he that's in me. I, and and tell, tell Satan, we're bold enough to say to Satan, we, we can shout at our kids and our spouse or whoever else. We don't, why can't we shout at him? And so, no, you're defeated in my life. This area is not, it's not going to bother me anymore. I'm not going to let it control my thoughts and my, and my life and my relationships. You've got to go in the name of Jesus. And, and so being bold in our faith, being bold in those things. And because this is the same, this is not a past tense thing that, or present future tense, excuse me. This is not future tense. He didn't say you will overcome them, did he? He didn't say, if you, if you do this, this, and this right, then you can't overcome them. He said, no, you have overcome them. Have overcome. That means we're now. It was past. It's present. It's going on right now. We have done these things. We are doing these things every day, all the time in our life. We have the ability to overcome those things in our life. In John chapter 16 and verse 33, He says, Jesus talking here. says, these things I have spoken to you that in me, in Jesus, you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, those spirits, those problems, those things going on all the way around us. We see it all the time going on. Be of good cheer. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. We'll have problems. He didn't say it would be perfect. But I have overcome the world. The same spirit, the same overcome, it means the same thing in the Greek Jesus overcame them. In Revelation, He tells us you overcome them by the 
by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, right? So Jesus is the blood of the Lamb. Our word, our testimony, we can overcome those things in our life. We have to take control of it if we want to get better. If not, if you, if you don't want this, if you don't want your life to be better, then you, I guess you can cut me off right now. But this is how we do it. In chapter 5, he talks about it. And I'm not going to jump forward, but this is the same thing. In verse 4, chapter 5, it says, For whatever... First John chapter 5 and verse 4 it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. We're a child of God is what it takes first, right? We've got to be a child of God. And a child of God is we've got to have Jesus ask Him to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, be Lord of our life. That's how He's our, our Lord and that's how we're a child of God. So we're born of God overcomes the world. Anything in the world. What is the world? That's, that's not me and you battling against each other. That's Satan, the ruler of this world. That's what Jesus has already overcome and gave us power and authority to overcome those things in our life. And he says, you have overcome the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. That is where I wanted to get to, our faith. It's great to sit up here and say, I've overcome everything. I can do this. I'm going to go on, and we'll go out the door, and it feels like you get slapped down. What's going to give us the power in our own self to rise up? That's our faith in God. Right? That's our faith in Him. Because if we don't have that, then all this other stuff will start to wane down in our life. We've got to have faith. Faith is what? Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How do we get faith? Because by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Those things right there, that's faith. That's faith. I've never seen God, I've never seen Jesus, but I know He's real and works in my life. When I let Him work in my life, He's wanting to right there. And, and so we've got to have faith. The writer of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 11, we want to read those few verses. The heading in my Bible, let me turn over there, Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 30. The heading says, by faith they overcame, by faith. So all these we're going to read about in these next ten verses, all of them overcame by faith. By faith. None of them overcame of their own own desires, own, own strength, any of that. They, they overcame what was in front of them because of their faith in God, and it did not waver. It did not budge. They did not doubt the Word of God. They knew what God said was true, and they just followed and said, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to go. However you tell me to say it, I'm going to say. And we're going to push on and push through because every day is a battle in our life. Every day is a spiritual battle in our life going on around us. So we've got to have faith and got to know the Word of God. Verse 30 says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. We all know that story. We all know how the walls of Jericho fell, not because they were around it for seven days hollering, but because they had faith enough to do what God told them to do and did not waver from that one, one ounce, one inkling of what God told them. So by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she should have received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say, for the time would, fa would fail me to tell you of Gideon, Barak and a Samson and Jephthah and also David and Samuel and the prophets. He said, I ain't got time to go into all these, but all these had faith in God and were able to overcome because of their faith in God. Who through faith kingdoms work righteousness 
obtain promises, stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became brilliant in, in battle, turned to fight the armies of the, of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life. Others who were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. I don't know if any of this has ever happened in my life. I've never had to look at a lion to where I've had to kill him. I've never had a sword put at me for what I believe and said, we're going to kill you right now because of what you believe and what you're preaching. That's never happened. And and nobody else in here has had that either. And so if these people had enough faith in God for what he has told them is true and the way they needed to go, then what's stopping us today? It's our comfortable situations in our lives that we live in. That's what's stopping us because we don't like turmoil. We don't like conflict. We don't like those things in our life. And so we'd rather just forget about them and not talk about them versus bringing them to God and and putting them right in the forefront and and going through those things every day. So we don't want to deal with those things. But So let's read on these these last few verses. Still others had trials of mocking and, and scourging, yes, of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. These are all people that profess God. These were all ones that believed in the Almighty God. This is what they went through. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, it's great. You did a good job. Wonderful. They did awesome. They stayed faithful because they didn't see the promise. They didn't have. They, did, they never saw the promise of Jesus that we have Him today. They never knew and never was able to understand fully that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. They didn't have that back in those days. They didn't have all this. Will you come to me and, and we're, we we can have this relationship with God one on one? And they they didn't have those things as we have them today. But they did not give up or give in. He said, through faith, did not receive the promise. God had providing something better for us that we should not be made perfect, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So he, he had something better for us. What was that? That was Jesus. That was Jesus. And he gave us Jesus to work and move in our life. So why do we stumble and fall as the children of God now today when it should be the easiest time ever that we could stand up and live for Him? Especially in America. Especially in Faultful, Alabama. We're the Bible Belt. I was talking to a doctor the other day. I had a doctor's appointment and she asked me where I pastored. I told her and, you know, we was talking about churches. And she's like, if you, if you can't find a church in Morgan County that you like, then you just don't like any church. Because if you don't like this one, I promise you go a block over that way. There's two that meet there on Sunday morning, a door apart. Or there's a block that way. There's a there's two other churches or three other churches about two blocks away. So if it here's not what you're getting and what not, what you don't like, then there's plenty of other churches to choose from. I promise. But we got we are made perfect because of what Jesus done for us. So let's stop letting the things of this world get us down, bring us down, keep us down, and overcoming us because He's told us you have overcome them, right? We are overcomers. And there's nothing in this Word that tells me at any point 
I have to stop overcoming Satan every day. Nothing. So don't tell me faith doesn't work because I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in my parents' life. I've seen it in other people's lives for, for as long as I can remember. And it works. Why? Because they're faithful to the, what God's told them to do. They stand on the promises of God. They, they believe that God's going to take care of them and don't trust in man alone. They trust in God for His for, and Him be their source. Him be what and they've called Him to be, right? So He's that for us. We just got to rise up in our faith and the faith of the Word of God, the faith of what He's told us, and live the life He's called us to live. Amen? Amen. Amen. We all stand this morning. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't give in. No matter what those spirits, those thoughts, those things that try to just bring us down each day, don't let them. Because all of these we read about in Hebrew, none of them stopped. No matter what was in front of them, they didn't stop. So they kept pushing. They kept going forward. They kept stepping forward. They didn't back up and retreat. Nowhere in here do we read anybody retreated from what God told them to do. No, and these verses that we read. So don't let those things just plague you and keep you down every day. I pray that everyone here has accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning. If not, then again, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to where you come to the acknowledgement of Jesus in your life. Or if you're not where you need to be this morning, then today's the day where you can come back in that relationship with Him. So don't let anything in this world keep you from being where you need to be with Jesus. Be in that relationship with Him because we don't know what tomorrow brings. I'm not here to scare anybody. I'm not here to, you know, make everybody think that what's going on, but we don't we're not promised our next breath. So if you don't know this morning that you're when you if you stand in front of Jesus today, tomorrow, whenever, and say, Why should I let you into heaven? If you don't know that answer then you might, need to, you might need to get on your knees and ask Jesus into your life because that's the only way to get into heaven. That is the only way. So go ahead, Cole.